listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 28th of April. The cost of living will be a major part of the election campaign today and in the weeks ahead after higher than expected inflation figures were released yesterday. The Consumer Price Index rose to just over 5%, the biggest jump in 21 years. The cost of fuel saw the biggest increase at 13.7% in a year, housing 6.7% and household goods rose by by nearly 5%. He's AMP Chief Economist Dr Shane Oliver on Channel 7. These numbers are certainly very bad. They're far higher than most economists had been expecting. They're way higher than what the Reserve Bank was expecting. Finance Minister Simon Birmingham has defended the federal government, telling the ABC on the world stage Australia is doing well. Australia's inflation rate is still markedly lower than the US. It's lower than the UK, Germany, Italy, Canada or New Zealand. So our economic plan is not only driving unemployment down to lows not seen in close to 50 years, uh, but is also ensuring that in withstanding some of these international pressures like, like inflation... Now all eyes are on what the high inflation figures will mean for interest rates. With growing speculation, the Reserve Bank may move as early as next week. We'll speak with financial expert Peter Switzer for his analysis shortly. In other news this morning, chaos is unfolding as New South Wales paramedics go on strike today, with hundreds of workers refusing to leave their stations to cover shortages in other areas. The Australian Paramedics Association is striking over wages, staff shortages and staff burnout. Meantime, new data shows the true scale of Queensland's ambulance ramping crisis, with new figures showing major wait times at hospitals across the state. Ramping has increased to 46%, meaning one in two people was unable to be treated. Overseas now and the fallout continues for Prince Andrew with the Royals stripped of his freedom of the city of York honour after his settled sexual assault case. Councillors voted unanimously to remove the accolade given to the Duke of York back in the 1980s. There's speculation Prince Andrew may now be stripped of his Duke of York title. Denmark has temporarily suspended its COVID vaccination program. More than 82% of Denmark's population has now been fully vaccinated with two doses of the vaccine. The vaccine program is expected to resume again in autumn. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to New South Wales and there's been a fatal shooting in Sydney southwest overnight with reports the victim is a high-profile crime identity. Our reporter Sasha Barbogat has the latest from Sydney. Tasha Manhunt is underway this morning after a man in his 30s was killed in a shooting at Greenacre. Emergency services were called to the scene outside a home on Norell Crescent at 9.30pm finding the victim with gunshot wounds. He died at the scene. Police have not yet formally named him, but he's believed to be a major figure in Sydney's underworld. An investigation has been launched with detectives now trying to work out if two cars found burnt out nearby shortly after were used in the shooting. 
To Tasmania and tragedy has struck at a popular car rally with a driver killed. Our reporter Rachel Burke has the details from Hobart. Target Tasmania has been rocked by yet another death. A 59-year-old Brisbane driver died on Mount Roland in the state's north yesterday afternoon after his car left the road, went down an embankment and hit a tree. The passenger, his 59-year-old wife, survived. It's the fourth death in two years for Targa. In 2021, three people were killed in two separate crashes, prompting a major overhaul of the event. An independent investigation brought in some of the toughest safety guidelines in three decades. Targa officials say the rally will continue today despite the tragedy, but only as a non-competitive event. Drivers will be limited to the signposted speed limits for the remainder of the stages on closed roads. To Victoria now and thousands of teachers could be refused access to the classroom this morning if they still haven't received their third COVID vaccine. Despite many COVID restrictions easing right across the country, the Victorian state government has upheld its tough vaccine mandates for educators. As James Lake reports from Melbourne, it's still unknown at this stage how big the impact will be. It is a bit of a mystery, Tash, only because the most recent data we have on teacher vaccinations is now more than four months old. In December, the Red Union said more than 1,300 state school teachers and 1,300 private teachers hadn't met the vaccination guidelines. The Victorian government's been pretty firm on enforcing the rules, though. It's gone as far as sending out instructions to schools on what to do if they find themselves short of teachers, like merging classes together into large groups, even holding lessons in halls if necessary. The Department of Education does state that 99.2% of their teachers have received three doses of a COVID vaccine. Now for the latest in business and finance, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. As we reported earlier, a major jump in inflation figures yesterday, much higher than many experts had predicted. So exactly what does this mean for interest rates? It means that there's a very big chance that the Reserve Bank will surprise lots of people and raise interest rates next Tuesday and they have not raised interest rates during an election campaign since 2007. At uh, that point in time, John Howard lost, it, lost that election and he also lost his seat. Now, in regards to the interest rates, there's lots of speculation the Reserve Bank may just make one interest rate increase next month or do you think there will be plenty over the next six months? Yeah, look, they, they think that there'll be a 0.4% rise next week, which will take the cash rate to half a percent. And then you'll probably see two more uh, over the course of this year, but it could be three. It just depends on the uh, magnitude of inflation going forward. And we do know that the Ukraine war and the Chinese uh, pandemic lockdowns are effectively raising the inflation rate. And right around the world, America's inflation rate is over 8%. Ours is just over 5 So it depends on what happens to inflation going forward. And the only big help out there is the fact that the price of petrol has come down by 22 cents a litre. And that has been behind a lot of this 5% plus rise in the inflation rate.
Peter, it means we're going to be paying more for our mortgages. Some people may get more money for their savings, so that's a bit of a silver lining. But Mm. in regards to the housing market, what will the impact be if we see a massive jump in rates? Will we see the bubble finally burst? Uh, Yes, the bubble is going to be bursting anyway, but not in a sensational way. A sensational way would be a 20%, 30% fall. At this point in time, AMP Capital's economist Shane Oliver thinks there'll be a 10% fall in house prices across the country uh, to the end of 2023. And that's when we get into trouble. Peter, thank you. Cheers. Time for sport now. Brett Thomas and Brett, we won't see the AFL's biggest superstar on the field this week. Yes, good morning, Tash. Unfortunately, Dustin Martin won't be in Richmond's side to face West Coast tomorrow night. Not surprising, though, given he's had five weeks off on personal leave, but just great to see him uh, back out at Punt Road and uh, happy, of course. Football performance manager Tim Livingston uh, uh, gave an update on Dusty for us. Well, it won't be this week. After a five-week break, uh, that's not the best prep going into this round, but we'll have a look at him again next week and see how he's progressing. Now, they face the Eagles, as I mentioned, in uh, Perth, and uh, West Coast have been severely undermanned this year due to COVID, but uh, they might be a sniff against the Tigers tomorrow night because Trent Cotchin and Robbie Tarrant also uh, won't play. Coming off a five-day break, they lost to the Demons on Anzac Eve. Now, at the Swans, their coach, John Longmire, isn't happy with Fox footy. Uh, They showed a distraught Paddy McCartan uh, after he was subbed off with concussion in the win over the Hawks. So that footage was shown in the rooms, of course. So Paddy's career... Uh, was almost ended by a series of concussions, made a sensational comeback with the Swans uh, this year and uh, the coach is now considering raising this issue with the AFL and Fox footy. Personally, I, I don't think that vision should be shown at halftime in those situations. Ollie Wines a few weeks ago uh, was wide up and had a few issues at halftime that no one knew about and I didn't think that should have been shown. I felt uncomfortable with that as well. Yeah, especially for the families concerned as well and Paddy will miss Sunday's top four, uh, top four blockbuster with Brisbane. And Brett, the troubles continue at Canterbury with more COVID dramas and a takeover at training this week. Yeah, uh, Phil Gould reportedly took charge at uh, Bulldogs training and delivered a fierce spray. This is according to uh, Fox Sports, says uh, that Canterbury's general manager of football made his presence felt in a video meeting, followed by a session on the field. And his spray was directed uh, particularly at Kyle Flanagan, the young halfback who he backed in a few weeks ago when his uh, selection against uh, the Panthers was criticised. So obviously this has been taken as not a great sign for the coach Trent Barrett when you've got... uh, somebody from the back office coming in to to take over. Of course, they're anchored to the bottom of the table at the moment. And Josh Jackson is the latest player to be ruled out with COVID. They face the Roosters this weekend. Uh, Now, tonight's action, we've got round eight kicking off in Brisbane. Speaking of coaches under pressure, uh, Kevin Walters admits that the rebuild is taking longer than he uh, thought. Some stories this week that perhaps his position, he signed a two-year deal, might be under threat, but he isn't worried about his future. No, I know what we're doing here. We're heading in the right direction. I'm trying to not focus on on winning and losing because that's not what I'm focusing on. It's about us getting better as a team. And I feel we're doing that at different stages. It's it's just going to take a little bit longer than we all anticipated. He's named an unchanged 17 to face the Sharks tonight. Inform Cronulla are naming Wade Graham on an extended bench. Is tipped to play his first game of the season. Dale Finucane is back in their forward pack as well. Brett, thanks so much. Thank you, Tash. 
And some of Australia's most iconic musicians are set to perform at a free concert in Lismore in northern New South Wales after the region was decimated by floods. Called One from the Heart, the stars will perform to raise spirits, not money, in the town and surrounding areas that were hit very hard by record-breaking floods in February and March. Organisers say the concert will also celebrate the incredible resilience of local residents. Lismore Mayor Steve Krieg has told Channel 7 it will give exhausted locals a much-needed boost. The reality is hitting, hitting hard now and an event like this, as Chuggy said, you know, we just need to lift people's spirits and keep people going. And this gives everyone in the region something to look forward to. The star-studded lineup includes the likes of Daryl Braithwaite, Paul Kelly and John Stevens. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.